Welcome to Apparently Speaking, the podcast from Northeast Ohio Parent Magazine, with your host, Miriam Connor. Hi, this is Miriam. Welcome to the latest episode of Apparently Speaking, where I'll be talking with pediatric dietitian Danielle Domingo about kids and nutrition. This episode is sponsored by Lawrence School, where great minds don't think alike. For the one in five children who have learning differences and attention deficits, Lawrence School is a transformative place that removes barriers to learning and unleashes their true potential. Danielle Domingo is a licensed and registered clinical pediatric dietitian specializing in diabetes and endocrinology at Akron Children's Hospital. She received her Master of Science in Nutrition from Kent State University and her Bachelor of Science in Nutrition from Ohio University. Danielle has written numerous articles and created nutrition videos for the hospital's blog. She's been featured on numerous television outlets, including Fox 8 Cleveland and WKYC. Danielle was recently selected as Ohio's 2018 recipient of the Recognized Young Dietitian of the Year Award through the Ohio Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. She's also been recognized for her extensive work in helping children with diabetes. Welcome to the show, Danielle. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm excited. Thank you so much for being here. As a parent, I know it can be confusing and even often frustrating sometimes um, when thinking about trying to figure out the best nutrition for your kids. Um, There's so much information out there, and it seems like it just keeps coming and changing. So I know you're going to clear it all up for us. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's my goal. Yeah, perfect. 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 So what do you, I mean, just in general, I know this is probably a really broad question, but kind of what should kids be eating? What should they be eating? What should they not be eating? How do we figure it all out? So the first thing to keep in mind um, with kids nutrition is I keep in mind that all foods fit. So I'm a firm believer that everything in moderation and all foods do have a place. I like the 90-10 rule. So if 90% of the time we're eating that balanced um, my plate, so to speak, so we have fruit, a fruit, a vegetable, a protein, a whole grain, and dairy, you know, if we have the majority of that on our plate most of the time, we're going to be in pretty good shape. And to, to try to not get bent out of shape, if we we have the occasional ice cream, or I call them woe foods. Um, so limiting those woe foods or red light foods to a few times a week. Okay, a few times a week. That's good. All right, I'm glad to hear that you said, you know, moderation because I think it can be it can be extreme. Like I know some people who are really extreme, probably in both ways, you know, like mm-hmm. no, you know, my kids can only eat, you know, XYZ, like, and, and no sweets or only this or all organic, which is all good. But then I feel like, oh my gosh, that it seems like a little overwhelming to try to do. And then I think sometimes the kids, like when they're, at, I've, I've seen those kids sometimes at my house or at a friend's house or at a birthday party or something, they go nuts, you know? Right. It's so <laughs> tricky. If we're, if we're really, really strict and we're very, and we're, we're trying to control every aspect in our home and we're, we're, we're not giving them some choices, then, you know, they, they're more likely to rebel outside of the home because you can't control so much of what's outside of your home. You can protect your home and the foods that you bring into your home, but then, you know, it's a different story. Right. right. Are they going to make the same choices? And, and hopefully, you know, if you've instilled that they will, but in, you know, in moderation, like you said, but maybe just not to expect them never to have. Right. You want them to be able to have a piece of cake at a birthday party and you want them to be able to have those special treats and enjoy those um, special occasions. Right. And that I, I like to hear that you're saying, and that's okay. You know, like you said, with just 
woe foods? Why woe? Yeah. Like it yeah, and it comes down to planning ahead. So woe foods. So I think it's kind of like a it's a stoplight method. So it's a go slow woe we can campaign. And so it kind of categorizes foods, um, not not good and bad, but just foods that we should have more often. So those would be the green light go foods. Um, the the slow foods, so that yellow light would be the foods that maybe um, have more of that unhealthy um, saturated fat higher in sugar. And then a woe food would be I guess your typical junk food. Right. So a, a brownie or a, a big so candy like, whoa, bar. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like pump the Got brakes. It. Okay. Yep, I'm going to start saying that at my house. My kids are going to be like, <laughs> so stop. And be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Oh, that's good. I like that. That's kind of mm-hmm. cute too, though, because then I could see the kids kind of doing that even themselves, maybe if you like started, you know, adopted that little phrase. I yeah. like that. Yeah. And my kids, you know, it just makes me think like, I'm like, whoa, actually. Yeah, whoa. Because my kids have somehow started thinking that they they get like a lot a dessert first of all they think they should have dessert every night like every night and I'm like when I was a kid it was like a special I remember it was like right. oh my gosh we're having dessert tonight it was so exciting and my kids are like okay what's for dessert now it may just they just may think they're having like a cookie like it's not like a huge thing but and then even after lunch they're like oh I need dessert after lunch so they think they need dessert after lunch and dinner and I, maybe it's because when they when I pack their lunches for school I'll throw you know like a cookie in there or something but I'm like wait I don't I don't really think we need to have dessert at first of all every night but also after lunch and dinner you know but they're so like wait I need something you know sweet or whatever after so I'm trying to do like just have like this little square of dark chocolate or something I don't know just to make it not as as bad you can do that or think about think about healthier like go or slow foods that may be um, naturally sweet so fruit so you can even have cut up strawberries but make it fun so put some whipped cream on top Mm -hmm. I recommend this one um, kind of dessert called apple nachos so you can slice a fresh apple and then warm up some natural peanut butter so that you can drizzle it on and then you can even put a little bit of like dark chocolate chips so they feel like they're eating apple nachos so you're making it fun so you can kind of think of like a treat I felt like you should have brought that um and then we could have (laughs) really but anyways next time (laughs) next time (laughs) (laughs) right let me ask you about like I mentioned before like organic and and I think it's all it's great obviously and important but how do you feel like what are your thoughts on that should the kids should we try to go all organic with the kids with fruits and vegetables or I I don't necessarily think that they're better um I think that this kind of comes down to personal preference I think more so um I don't necessarily feel that they're more nutritious I do do think you need to be careful of the of the preservatives that um could be sprayed on them so for example apples um maybe you can have some of your foods be organic but I don't necessarily think that you okay. need to be 100% organic. And it comes down to um, financial as well, right. too, because sometimes those are more expensive. More important that they're getting the fruits and vegetables than exactly. if you say, I can't buy the organic for whatever reason, so I'm just not going to get it. At least get it. Exactly. So they're getting the fruits and vegetables. Okay. And how about, I'm going to ask you about pop. And I'm hoping that my husband is listen, will listen <laughs> to this episode because I, like, hate pop and I hate like if my kids for the longest time I never gave it to them they never had it I was like anti-pop it's and and again I'll I'll be like yes like let's make cookies and brown you know we'll do that and stuff but like for whatever reason pop I'm just like anti-pop and so um 
then he, my husband does like pop. So they, of course, are like, oh, you know, let's try it and all this. And, and they'll, I'll let them get it, like, if we're at a restaurant or, special you know, occasion. special occasions. I don't usually just keep it in the house. But what do you think about that, about pop in general? I, I'm a pretty, pretty... Uh, firm believer in zero sugary beverages. Mm -hmm. So I feel that um, a can of pop would be considered a woe food then. So if that's how you want to use up one of your two woe foods for the week, then you can do so, you know, a single serving of pop. So a can of of pop. Um, But I definitely would rather um, have them drink water, milk, as right, opposed to any sure. kind of sugary beverage. But yeah, okay. again, I would I would consider it as a woe food. Okay, so that's good. So if you want, I like that. So it's like you can have two woe foods a week. Mm-hmm. You choose. I like giving them some ownership of it rather yes. than, you know, it's like, hey, well, you already chose, you already had that pop or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of your choices. So you choose the other. And I think too, like you mentioned, I think we're probably in sync on this a little bit. Like vacations and things like that. I think you can... Maybe indulge a little. Yeah, yeah, ease up a little (laughs) bit certain times like that. So that's good. What do you think about nutrition and stuff and just how it affects, you know, kids like their moods and, and things like that? I, I think nutrition plays a huge role in in mood, especially, I mean, if you're starting out your day um, not eating breakfast, then you're, you're going to even just, you're going to be more tired. So you're going to just be dragging a little bit. Maybe your mood's even down a little bit. Um, and, and then on the flip side, if you are binging on carbs, um, you know, that can really affect your mood as well. So I I do think nutrition plays a big role. Yeah. And I've seen like, especially, well, my kids, but especially my son in particular, for whatever reason, I know when he's hungry, he just, and, and even not as much as he's getting older, but he still does. But especially when he was younger, he, and you know, he's an excuse like, well, he's hungry, he's tired, you know, for bad behavior. But <laughs> it's like when he was hungry, when he gets hungry, he can be like a different person kind of. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. Know? Your blood sugar yeah. is going low. Yeah. So you're feeling a little shaky. If you're truly hungry, you do have those hunger pains and you are feeling a little bit shaky, maybe dizzy and, um, you know, yeah, can definitely yeah. affect yeah, you. Yeah, it would affect just negatively. how he acts. Like, I was like, and so I would I'd have to stop and think like, why is he acting like this? I'm like, wait, when's the last time you ate something or had like a snack, you know, something? And so it really is, it's weird, but it really does, it is a real thing, mm-hmm. I think, you know, Absolutely. and probably we can all say that, you know, we're getting, you know, we all get probably grumpy if we're hungry. Right. So, hangry. Yeah, hangry. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, and so speaking of that, I know you do a lot with diabetes and in children with diabetes and you mentioned that, you know, just yes. with the blood sugar low. So so what about what can you share with us about that? Things to like look out for or signs or if you do have a child with it or to avoid it or anything like that. So I um I primarily work in the Diabetes and Endocrinology Center at Akron Children's and so the majority of our um population um are kids with type 1 diabetes, so you're insulin dependent. Um, and so a a lot of times, um, type one is presented as, um, very high blood sugars. They're uncontrolled blood sugars. Um, and you're urinating a lot more. Um, your body's trying to get rid of what's called ketones. And then also you're urinating more sugar because your body doesn't know what to do with that buildup of sugar. Um, since that child's body's not producing the insulin to, 
um, break down those carbs and sh- into sugar. So, so definitely the, those kinds of warning signs, you'll notice that a child is definitely drinking more, urinating more, maybe um, just fatigued out of it, really groggy. Okay. So those are signs Losing to look weight. for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and can we, I mean, with, I, I know that I know the answer to this, but maybe just, you know, for the, some of the listeners, you know, how, the things they are eating, we know can contribute to, to diabetes. So, so type one is, um, is an autoimmune disease, totally separate from type two diabetes. Okay. The unfortunate thing is we're seeing type two diabetes more in kids and that type two diabetes is what can be controlled. Um, and, and what is affected by the foods that we eat. So, um, obesity plays a big role for, um, becoming insulin resistant and ultimately leading to type two diabetes. So what we eat can really control that. Okay. And that's where like too much, too many woe foods, too many you woe know, can foods, come in sugary play, beverages, right. Not yep. being active and all that kind of stuff. And can you, if, if that is, you know, so a child does have type two or they're on the you know verge maybe of that, that can kind of be that can be reversed. reversed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. If we can um, lose some weight, cut back on the amount of carbs that we're eating um, in a healthy way, so definitely working with a registered dietitian, then we can actually, I have patients that end up coming off of insulin or oral medications such as metformin, and this can be managed just by diet and exercise alone. Okay, good. That's good to know. Thank you for explaining, you know, the Type Absolutely. one, type two, and just and that's that's really positive to know that it can be avoided. Type two mm-hmm. for one, and it can be reversed. So type two. yes, yeah, okay, good, yeah. Type two. What do you? What are your thoughts on vitamins and supplements? For kids. On vitamins. That's another thing. There's so many different things. And I'm like, should they be taking this or that? Um, I think that if we're eating, like I said, 90-10 most of the time, um, I I don't necessarily feel like a multivitamin is a necessity, but I also don't think it's going to hurt. I kind of think of a multivitamin as like an insurance policy. So it's kind of making up those micronutrients or any kind of deficits that they're lacking. So I don't think it's going to hurt, but I don't necessarily know if it's super beneficial if we're eating fairly balanced okay like and I'll just you know full disclosure my I have three kids my two girls are pretty they eat a pretty well balanced they love fruit and vegetables they'll try everything they'll eat you know um but my son I think he lives on five things seriously (laughs) and none of them are healthy you know so he's and he just he's such a picky eater and he won't he won't even try things and I've even tried everything like I will give you ten dollars to try this (laughs) take a bite of it he won't and it's just just like and I'm sure that it was I'm sure I ruined him early on but I'm, I'm like when you were little you ate all this stuff and I think that he just, I don't know how it happened, but he became picky. And then I kind of just, maybe I wasn't strict enough about it. You know what I mean? I was like, it's hard. Cause I was like, I don't want to have these big fights over food mm-hmm. and all that. You know, you have all those things too. And, and then I would like, well, that's my little boy. So I made him something separate, you know, because I didn't <laughs> want him to be hungry. So I know that was a mistake. And now it's like, it's too late. I'm always making him like the second meal, but, um, you know, separate and all that. So, so he's one that would definitely probably benefit from absolutely. vitamins. Yep. Absolutely. You know. Um, even depending on the age, something, um, like a pediatric or a carnation instant breakfast put, um, yeah. that powder put in milk. He won't no, drink that. No, but <laughs> 
It's a great idea. Yeah. But something but, like that to supplement. Right. No, yeah, I get it. So so as far as, you know, we're talking about him, picky eaters go, do you have any advice for anyone who may have someone <laughs> the, who has a picky eater? Yeah. The biggest, um, the biggest thing I recommend to parents is to just try to be patient and keep trying. Don't give up. Okay. It can take 10 to 12 um, Years? Try- yeah. <laughs> okay, because that's where we're at here. <laughs> 10 to 12 <laughs> tries of that same food. So even even a bite or two, not necessarily eating the whole serving of that of that food on their plate, but just a bite or two, I consider a success. Okay. Um, so even having like an incentive or rewards try- chart, like five tries for a prize, right. something like that, but constant constant exposure in a positive environment so so togetherness so that the child feels um just stable and secure and and we don't make mealtime feel negative or scary right like forcing them right. or getting angry like right. you're not trying it so what if they just won't try it like just maybe let it go for let and it try go. it again the next night yep. or whatever try it is it the without next getting night. mad. Even if they touch it, that's fine because I ha- I do have a lot of patients that can't even look at certain foods on their plate. They scream or throw the plate. So even just having the child touch it or even putting it up to their mouth is a success. Okay. And then maybe we try even farther the next night or the night after. Okay. I like that you said too, like just keeping it a positive because it can get frustrated. Like, you know, oh, yeah. as a parent, you can get frustrated or you're like, I made this whole big thing and then like no one touches it, you know, and oh, you're yeah. like, they're eating cereal or whatever you know, it is. So, mm-hmm. but like just trying to stay positive and like you said, not making it. Cause I think that can be detrimental fighting over food too and forcing them right the worst thing you can do is say um if you don't eat this you're grounded or or, I'm gonna be so mad and you're gonna be in trouble instead maybe say um this key this kiwi on the plate is is kind of like a strawberry it's it's um sweet and it's a fruit so you're saying more positive words and if they're still saying no okay well that's fine we're gonna continue to eat it we're gonna we we love it so we're gonna keep eating it, but that's fine if you don't want to try it, um, maybe another time. Right. So you, you have to just try to like <laughs> dig deep and be yeah, patient and just, just try. Kind of, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, cause I, I know my son, like I, like for, he has the same thing every day in his lunch that I pack him, like, like the same thing. And then sometimes he's like, I'm bored with this. And I'm like, I would love to make you something else. And like for the girls, I'm like making all these, you know, it's fun and do all this stuff. And like his is the same, but he just... You know, and then I, and it was funny. I remember one time, this was years ago, you know, because I always would put fruit in there and all these kinds of things. And one time he was like, I don't know why you keep putting this in my lunchbox because <laughs> I just throw it away. And I'm like, well, thanks for your honesty, but I'm going to keep trying. And I hate I to say know. it, I would keep, continue okay, the exposure. So continue the exposure or maybe say, okay, I re- we, we need to eat a fruit because it's, it, it is healthy for us. You pick the fruit. Which fruit, which fruit would you be more willing to try or to eat in your lunch? And keep in mind that, that he still has dinner. He still has breakfast and he still even has snacks to make up for healthy foods that might be lacking. All right. Good tips. I'm going to try. I'm going to (laughs) try. We're going to take a break and just hear a quick word from our sponsor. and We'll be right back. For the one in five children who have learning differences like dyslexia and attention deficits like ADHD, Lawrence School is a transformative place that removes barriers to learning and unleashes their potential. Serving students in grades K through 12 from more than 80 communities throughout Northeast Ohio, Lawrence School empowers students who learn differently by accepting and affirming the diverse ways they learn, 
supporting them through their academic journey, and motivating them to excel beyond what they would believe imaginable. The result of these approaches is that students who previously struggled in the classroom are suddenly engaged, motivated, and confident in their ability to be successful learners. Discover the many ways we are reimagining school at www.lawrenceschool.org or by calling 440-526-0717. Lawrence School, where great minds don't think alike. And we are back talking with Danielle about kids and nutrition. And you have some great, great advice. I love your philosophy on everything. And you're super, you have a fun, you know, twist on everything and laid back. And you have good, um, very, really good tips. And even some good tips for me personally. Um, you know, we were just, we've talked about lots of things so far. You know, moderation, sweets. Um, we've touched on diabetes, picky eaters a little bit. Um, what do you think as far as, you know, um, even like the changes with the ages, you know, it's hard to keep up, you know, what would you kind of recommend? We talked about like the 90, you know, the 90, 10, right. And all that. And the, does absolutely. that kind of stay the I, course? I, absolutely. It okay. carries through all the, all the way even to adults. adulthood. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. So I kind of follow that. I, okay. I even try to do go slow well with, you know, with, with, with yourself. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. And the woe foods, I was even thinking that, you know, like two a week, that's, that would be, you know, that's good for adults too. Absolutely. Yeah, and I tell my kids like, just to kind of think And my daughter, who's um, 15 now, like we'll talk about nutrition and I kind of, I try to keep it real positive. I don't want it to be related to body, body image at all or anything like that. So we just talk about being healthy mm-hmm. as far as, instead of like how you look necessarily, you know, do you feel good? Are you feel, do you like Absolutely. how you feel and are you mm-hmm. able to do, you know, whatever, activity or sport you're doing are you able to do that well like to your satisfaction are you do you feel like you're in good shape and are you are you being healthy that's what I really try to focus on rather than you know how how you how she looks and she looks great but I mean I don't want her to think that you know I'm suggesting that or anything like that so it's tricky it's tricky too there's no wrong words there's no perfect weight there's no perfect weight we not everyone it's not necessary for everyone to be a size zero it's about being healthy and how you and and like I said, when it becomes a problem is when there's um, medical issues that start to arise. So we start to see the blood sugars go up or when there's, like I said, a medical issue, then that's when it's right becomes a problem. Then it's a problem. Right. And so I tell her just because she's older and can, you know, more than the other two. But, you know, so I'll say, like, just go through your day in your head. You know, like if you already had, you know, not like a sweet or whatever it is, because you can just without even thinking about it. And then, you know, by the end of the day, you're like, oh, my gosh, I had this and this. So I'm like, just kind of do a quick you know, scan in your head of like what you had. And if, if you already had a cupcake or whatever, so like, then probably you don't need to have another one, you know, after dinner or something like that. Absolutely. So I try to like kind of take that more philosophy. awareness. Yeah. So more awareness and um, having more meaningful meals and being more mindful and present when you are eating. Um, definitely not having distractions around as much as you can. I usually try to recommend um, keeping the TV off, phones away from the table so that you're more mindful and in tune with what you're eating and you're um, starting to feel your body um, become full. So you're starting to feel those signs that you are becoming full and, and like I said, being more mindful. Right. That's good. And, and I think like eating slowly mm-hmm. instead of, because then I'm like your brain, and then they'll like eat and they're so fast. And like, I'm so hungry. I'm like, your, your stomach has not gone to your brain yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like your brain does not know, you know, that you're full yet because you just wolfed it down kind of thing. So right. you, you need eat some time. slowly, take some time. Yeah. I like that. Just being mindful, um, taking time, eating slowly and the distractions. And I, I will ask my kids, you know, cause they'll come, especially in the summer 
summer since, you know, they're home a lot, it seems like. And I have a, had a lot of parents, you know, I've seen a lot of this on social media where they're posting pretty funny things about just like the snacking all day long. But mm-hmm. it is, it's like every two seconds, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, hungry. And so I will oftentimes I'll ask them like, are you bored or are you hungry? And then they'll think about it and go, ah, bored. I'm like, okay, then let's find something to do awesome. rather than eating. That's exactly what I would recommend. Yep. Good. Definitely oh, kind good. of like looking at, looking at the <laughs> hunger scale. Do we have physical signs that we're hungry? Is our tummy growling? Are we, do we feel dizzy? Do we feel shaky or weak? Like we, I call it the broccoli test. Okay. <laughs> if you're truly hungry, you will go into the fridge and literally get a piece of raw broccoli and eat it. If you truly feel like you cannot bring it to your mouth and do that, then you're that's not that hilarious. hungry. That's so funny. I like that. That's good. I'll ask that for my son then he'll never. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. And then, and the same thing too. Like then maybe like with the snacks, like, okay, well you can have then this or this, like make it healthy. And then if they really are hungry, like you said, with the, you know, they're going to eat it, have the apple then or whatever, but yep. not, you know, chips or, or let, whatever let it them, is. Give them some choice. Um, but there is some division of responsibility. So the parent should determine the location and the meal or snack content and the timing, but let the child um, or adolescent have some sort of choice in that. You know, it it can just be a healthy choice. Okay. Hey, do you want the apple or do you want the clementine as the snack? And and for your protein, do you want a piece of string cheese or do you want a hard-boiled egg or a handful of nuts? Okay. Those all sound really delicious for kids, (laughs) by the way, Danielle. But no, I know what you're saying for sure. I like it because you're you're still in control, but it makes it maybe seem like you're not as much to them. Right. Which is what we want to do. There are a lot of things. Yeah, that's good. Um, And so... On, along those lines, the older they are, let's say, you know, they're, they're teenagers, do, are we still, would you still recommend doing that with them? Or is it like kind of seeming babyish to that, you know, like should, at that point, should they be kind of like, hey, you have to at some point make your own choices or not as far as food? I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think definitely if they're, you know, living in your home and they're still, you know, an, an adolescent, then, you know, you should still be, in, and you're the primary cook, then, you know, making the meal and, and they should still be able to have some choice if, if they're like, well, I absolutely do not want this broccoli. Well, that's fine. I mean, I still would like for you to have a vegetable, but you can go and choose what vegetable okay. you want to eat. That's I'm good. not going to make a whole separate meal for you, but you can. <laughs> right. No, right. That's good. And I think modeling and you know, kind of what we're saying here mm-hmm. is huge because you can't say, you know, don't eat this or drink this or and then you're doing it, you know, every night and they're seeing you exactly. do it. So you have to model that as well. And being active, you know, as a family, I think together is all part of it ties into this. And even with, you know, like the diabetes and stuff, you know, take walks, ride bikes, do things like that together Exactly. to be active. And, you know, you said, you know, you're the cook, you're also the shopper, somebody is in the home. So just not having it, even for, adult, you know, if it's not there, you can't, a firm believer, I'm definitely a firm believer in protecting your home. So you get to control the food that comes into your home. So trying to minimize the amount of woe foods in the home is going to go a long way. Yeah. It's hard when it's, it's, you open the, the pantry or the fridge and it's all right. There. Even as it's adults, I mean, it's hard to resist. So for kids, it's really, really hard. So, so yeah, definitely try to make an effort to just go out for those woe foods. So that like ice cream night on yeah. Friday or something like that. I like that. Go out. And we have like, 
a freezer in the garage. And so I'll try to keep a lot of that stuff, like the ice cream out there because they don't ever really look in that. So if they open up the, you know, the fridge or freezer in the kitchen, you know, they see, mm-hmm. but they don't really think, you know, about that one in the garage. So I try to keep that out stuff out there. Yeah, out, out of sight, mind. out of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then I'll get it, you know, when we're going to, you know, have it. So... Yeah, just yeah, little little things like that to try to be tricky <laughs> if it works or not. Any other tips or, or what, what would you, you know, what are some like kind of final tips or thoughts that you may want to share? So, so some final tips, um, definitely try, like I said, remember that division of responsibility. So as the parent, you, you want to determine the location, try to have, um, the family together most nights of the week. So togetherness is very, very important for that child um, to all sit together and to all to be consistent and all eat the same, you know, meal like together. That. You want to be a good role model and eat the the vegetable that you're um, you're asking your child to eat. Um, you, you are in charge of the meal or snack content for the most part, but like I said, give them some choice where they can choose you know one of the one of the healthy options if they don't like the broccoli that you're serving then okay would you like cauliflower or carrots or something like that okay good those are yeah good tips and I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned you know sitting down eating together I've talked about this on some other shows um and and that is important it's hard now I think because everyone's so busy and you know everyone's going in all these different directions mm-hmm. but just to actually as often as you can sit as down. often as you can and unfortunately I, I see families that don't even have a kitchen table uh, that's just the reality so maybe they don't oh, have wow. a kitchen table um or maybe maybe the kitchen table is completely full of mail yeah. that's our that's our mail table <laughs> Well, it's at our eating table. So whether we clear that table or whether we sit on the floor together. Right. Blanket, I, I, picnic I mean, or whatever the reality it is. of it. Yeah. But the, but mm-hmm. the TV's off and we're, off. it doesn't matter as long as we're together. I, I have families that are, are, you know, in a one-bedroom apartment with a couple kids. I, I don't care if then if you're sitting on the floor of the bedroom, but you are together and you feel safe and secure as a family together. Yeah, good point. It doesn't matter. Like you said, it doesn't matter what the situation or what you actually have. It's that you're, I like that you, you mentioned, together. yeah, that you're together and you're mm-hmm. sitting and you're taking that time. Um, and it's about the food eating, but it's also about being together. Mm-hmm. And they can, and then you can model and those catch up things. on your day. Yeah. And it should be right. a positive. A positive experience time. rather than like always on the fly or eat this in the car. Right. And, and that has to happen sometimes. It happens. But, That's the reality yeah. of things. But most nights of the week, if you can um, be together, right. that would Try be Try for most nights. Yeah. And like I said, I do that too sometimes like sorry you have to eat this on the way to practice but 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 for most nights mm-hmm. or most meat or, or breakfast or whatever meal you can right manage to do that most times that's important well thank you so much Danielle thank you were you. excellent as I knew you would be and <laughs> it was it was great chatting with you so many good tips a lot of great information if listeners want to kind of find you or make an appointment with you even what should they do so like I said, I'm primarily in the Center for Diabetes and Endocrinology at Akron Children's Main Campus. Um, we do have a nutrition department um, where we have 14 other dietitians as well in different specialty areas. Um, if if a listener would love to make an appointment for their child, whether they're a picky, picky eater um, or there, there is an issue with weight management food allergies, whatever the reason, um, you do need to have a referral from, from the primary care physician. Um, and you can get a hold of one of our diet techs to schedule an appointment. Um, the, the phone number is 330-543-3979. 
Thank you so much, Danielle. Thank you again. It was great having you here. Thank Thank you. you. This episode has been sponsored by Lawrence School, where great minds don't think alike. For the one in five children who have learning differences and attention deficits, Lawrence School is a transformative place that removes barriers to learning and unleashes their true potential. Discover more at lawrenceschool.org. Thank you for listening to Apparently Speaking. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Find the podcast and much more at northeastohioparent.com. And be sure to like Apparently Speaking on Facebook. Email me any comments, questions, suggestions, or if you'd like to be considered to be part of a future parent panel to podcast at northeastohioparent.com.